and welcome back to the Traumatised Pineapple Podcast. Uh, everything's a bit weird today because we've had technical difficulties. <laughs> Sam's, record- Sam's recording today, so who knows how it will sound. Yay. It should be fine. I got a new laptop and I can't record the way I used to and it's a complete nightmare. I am Adam. You can find me on Tumblr at Adam is Talking. I'm Sam. You can find me at hisamsays.wordpress.com. That's my blog page. Um, and I'm Taylor, and you can find me, or Inky Doodle, and you can find me as an extra on the new season of Dexter. <laughs> Interesting. Not really. But... Oh, uh, they are making a new season of that, oh, aren't yes. they? I've, not watched I've never seen any of it, so I, I don't... to appeal to everyone who's thought that the ending was shit, but... Oh, yeah, I haven't watched any it, of that. It's definitely worth a watch, because I thought it was one of the most fantastic pieces of television that I've ever seen. The problem is, last time I came across a, you know, a show with a slightly mixed last season that got brought back for like a revival we got the gilmore girls revival and it was a train wreck so <laughs> oh, i could imagine that yeah I wouldn't it's know. such an interesting idea for a show but it, it seems like it could be so easily messed up mm. by just like one writer that's kind of out of touch well i think with gilmore girls i think almost the issue was that because of the way you set the characters up back in which rolled fine in those days when you bring it into whatever it was 2017 it has a really different dynamic because of how just because of how politics evolved i guess they kind of had to justify either brush over the fact that some of the characters almost definitely voted for donald trump or explain why they didn't to make them not completely (laughs) unlikable um and they just uh, but none of none of it none of the characters really worked in the present and i mm. think then they also you've got to make drama right which doesn't work great when you finish a show where characters are fine and are on track to being successful and so to kind of create drama you've got to you've got to use a lot of leaps of logic that mm. just didn't make the whole thing work very well yeah and it kind of just it's not awful but you just kind of if you care about the characters it leaves a bit of a sour taste yeah that's the exact same thing with sorry sam i don't mean to interrupt you it's the exact same thing with um with dexter it's the the people were it was sort of looking up towards the end and then the sort of dilemma happened and then certain things happened to the characters and everyone literally was just left like with oh is that it like yeah. you were setting up for this like life for this character and now it's this has happened and it's really like oh disappointing it's yeah it's really annoying when series is like get cancelled on a cliffhanger like, it almost happened to uh lucifer but then netflix picked it back up and yeah. they've been doing think- good with that I think Tom Scar put it best. It's that all, well, I mean, it's a saying. He didn't come up with it, but all the good things come to an end. But I, I say Tom Scar because he, um, he cancelled last week mm. for the oh, same yeah. reason. It's that if you if you write for a show or you do something for mm. too long, it, it'll start to get old and you'll want to yeah. think of new things and I, then those new things won't really work because it's different. I think that's why they the finished um, when it started. That's why they finished Modern Family as well. Exactly. Yeah. That finished. And the recently. problem, the problem is, watched all of that. What you get with a, a what, probably what you get is a long running show is either they'll cancel while it if you if it's the sort of show where it just kind of gets is works season by season and they kind of play it as they go. Yeah. You either end up in a point where you've gone on for so long <laughs> that it's crap, or you quit kind of where and it feels too early. Kind of. Yeah. I think it's difficult I to think, quit while you're ahead. Is what you're saying? It's, it's really. Yeah. It's, and I think that's the best out of the two options. That's the best, but yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, I don't. If you do I quit a series when, family, but 
Yeah, if you do quit yeah. when you're ahead, then people get upset and they're like, "Oh, I kind of could I could have watched mm. another two seasons." Like um, Friday Night Dinner as well. People love that. They could have easily carried on making that at least for another season because people love every single episode. But yeah. the, the, the way I see risky. it, sorry, no, please carry on. Actually, please carry yeah, on. it's just it's just risky because the more you carry mm. on, the you run the risk of eventually people just say, "Oh, that season wasn't the good season." That's yeah. when you, that's when you've yeah. realised you've gone on for too long. I mean, the way I see it is that I, I feel like TV shows shouldn't be written so that they can go on forever. They should be written as a package, similar to a film. They should be written with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that and it that, that doesn't, so that, so that it doesn't it feel should. like it's going on for too long, or it doesn't feel like it was cut off. It just feels like and, a nice and, and round actually, piece of media. And when, you, and when you get a show that does do that, that's where you get things like Babylon Five. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what that did. About it, yeah. That was planned out with five seasons, like a film, and strangely, people really like it. And mm. people are really happy with the way it, it ends because it was a story that was planned out and told. And I, I think, I I think it's thing, another one of those. I can't remember what it was. There's another thing I know that was planned out with like 10 or something. So I might be thinking of the 10 films in terms of Fast mm. and Furious. That might be what and I'm I think. Thinking if of. you write the whole thing before you, you shoot the whole thing, you can tie things hmm. in nicely with. Yeah. You can do like loads of character arcs and have characters learn things exactly. from episode to episode. Yeah, it's like um, Lucifer the is Seinfeld syndrome, it, where it's yeah, where it's sort of no one learns anything at the end of the episode, and the next one, like you could watch them all out of sequence, and it wouldn't matter. Oh, that's yeah, like Rick, like Rick and Morty's a bit like that. There are some overarching stories that, if, so certain episodes, Which, if you watch them on alone, you might yeah. not understand them. But it does have Rick and Morty has something that some shows don't have, where it's on, it's partially um separate episodes and separate stories and also at the same time there are overarching bits as well it's like got a very good balance to it i, I think it that's what well you get a lot, a lot. Of shows i think where you what i think where you actually get issues is where like seasons are planned on the fly so you get like yeah. the way i we talked we're talking about it last year but with supernatural how they kind of just kept adding more seasons but that meant yeah. they kept having to up the ante until it, it you know it's been going for 15 years no one actually likes it anymore and everyone's just quite <laughs> glad to see it end yeah and then and, and then the end happened and we've talked about that before yeah that, I, that, that, that's i might have cut that out actually i was gonna say speaking of uh, TV and films um, yet again I did just finish writing another a blog post about films and TV not to go Ooh. out yet but I'm Why getting a back. to actually read your blog post I meant to yeah by the time this video goes out there'll probably be two or three posts out probably because they go every come out every Sunday but yeah Ooh. I finally I can introduce myself on the podcast as hi Sam says yeah. rather than just <laughs> Sam with no affiliations at all because <laughs> I now That's actually so, have so awesome. What what sort of stuff were you planning on writing about? I'm, I'm oh, sure like... you wrote it somewhere. Yeah, a ton of read, a ton of stuff. Out. Essentially, just any inner ramblings of my mind that I feel mm. like I can coherently, sort of coherently, uh, type out and put in a blog post. So the next post then coming out this Sunday is about like lockdown and all of that stuff because I felt like I kind of okay. had to mention that briefly and touch on it and. <laughs> yeah. Not too keen on how political I start it off as, but then I mentioned <laughs> that I'm not that later on I'm not going to be political anyway. I'm just going to just that once. I had that though. I I've just been because I'm just trying to. I'm just. I need some way to get some money. I, mean, I haven't got a job right now. It's not a great time to be finding a job. Yeah. So yeah. I've applied for just this. Uh, it's just a freelance writing website. It's just jobs. It's it's done. It's jobs for like writing like marketing copy and stuff. Oh yeah. But what? Are, but they asked you to do just this little two hundred word sample write. And the question was, 
it it was I was supposed to be writing about the legacy of the 2012 Olympics, and by about halfway through, I realised I know exactly what what the legacy is, and it's kind of the situation we're in now. <laughs> yeah. Right, hear me out. Who was it that kind of led the push to, for the London 2012 Olympics? I don't know. Boris Johnson. Yeah. He got so much public goodwill off of those Olympics, and he That's has ridden so that to Downing Street. He's completely unequipped for the job. But, but of, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting idiot, that to happen. A lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, he, he did a lot for the Olympics, but he is a bit of a numbskull, for a lack of a better word." And a yeah. lot of people think so. I think it's it's sort of a similar situation in America where there's a vocal minority that are really supportive, but it's somehow that that vocal minority that make it seem like a lot of people are like for but, him um, when... but, but at least we, yeah. at least we know in america it definitely is a minority now because yeah that's true <laughs> that's great we are actually recording this on inauguration day oh um, well i yeah you got, that's true are I you guys gonna it. be watching that i um, certainly am well, well, i don't well, even really well, like joe biden but it's it's historically significant i'll be watching I, i'll be watching netflix or youtube probably <laughs> and i find politics interesting yeah, yeah, I'm. I, I, I don't be, know. I think it'll be interesting to watch. As I mentioned in the in the blog that's coming out this Sunday, I do not know enough about politics at all to really have an opinion. Yeah. But that's what mm. I mentioned. But I did. I did say a few words on a few political things. But then I did say, <laughs> take that with a pinch of salt because I know nothing. Basically, yeah. I think it's important. <laughs> and then you to and then you spent twenty minutes talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I, I, I kept very. I only. I said. I said in the in the blog as people will see this Sunday. If you want to skip all the political sc- stuff, skip the next two paragraphs. I, I only bring it up because it's a bit like that, where uh, it was a completely innocuous thing, yeah. and I ended up just. Oh no, this is political now. This is this is just me flagging off for <laughs> a Johnson. episode that no one will know about. At least I only had two hundred words. Otherwise, I probably could have gone on for twice for ten times yeah. that complaining. Yeah, um, well, I'll um, I've got. There's so many. F- I've got quite a few blogs already planned out, like the titles, and I'm typing up a decent backlog because I won't have as much time when I go back to work. That's a good. That's a good way I was of doing about that. Starting a, a similar thing, less yeah. less to do with just whatever's on my mind, more to do with kind of uh, art and the art world. Because obviously, a lot of you know, as many of the audience already knows, I'm doing. I'm going to university for photography, and they they get you to do a lot of like research on art and, and yeah art, yeah and and etc etc and and i feel like once i leave university that's not a thing i'll do anymore but it's still something i'm like super interested in writing about art and um you know yeah art theory is something i'm quite passionate about i think my third blog post is about is about art funnily enough Hmm. double check that'd be nice just as an as an excuse to like keep current with the art world and like read about art news and go to art exhibitions and yeah etc yeah just every week have a little blog about it that'd be quite interesting yeah that'd, that'd be fun I, i've been i'm planning a bit of a revamp of my blog because mm. this is this is probably quite a big this almost feels like an announcement because it's been like it's been uh, it's been years and i am kind of over at least as far as like the blog is concerned the, the adam is talking branding like my okay. my personal yeah. stuff i don't i'm not gonna change it it's fine on twitter it's fine on tumblr but mm. i really but the blog I'm trying to sort of distance myself from it as a brand. It's just, it's just, yeah. Turn it into that's just a functional username that explains. Yeah. That's... I think I think a lot of people go through that um that transition where they move away from the username they made when they were a, a mm. child, and then they just use their full name because it's a but bit I, more I think, professional. I think for me, it's because obviously the the Adam is talking branding was all come up with 
back when I was doing YouTube. And actually, yeah. at that point, that f was quite good. That was good branding. It worked. But it was, yeah, it was a great YouTube name. Yeah. As I've drifted from YouTube and as I've wanted to shift, and as, as I wanted to shift the focus of my blog as well, like actually the blog was originally, the blog was originally a replacement for YouTube, basically. It was mm. just, I'm not getting anything pointy of camera at my face and no one seems to be taking any notice, but I still, but the idea was to talk about the same kind of thing yeah. Yeah. in the same kind of tone. And that's shifted a lot over the last year where it's become a more traditional blog. It's become a little bit more, for want of a better word, mature. Okay. Yeah. And that branding just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I, I think it's definite. It's like a, a way of life almost. It's always mm. guaranteed that projects going on for yeah. a while will evolve and and change. Yeah. And and certain parts would be aptly removed because it just doesn't fit anymore. One thing for sure is that blogging is a lot easier than YouTube. Because well, it, is. Editing, it, take, it, it takes less time. Well, all I have to do now is every Sunday I just go onto um, WordPress and I just post the blog, and then automatically mm. I've got stuff set up that will automatically share it to the Facebook and Twitter page for Hi yeah. Sam Says, and then that's it, it's done. A blog is definitely a lot easier for I find. Than, for sure. But uh, this whole, uh, it took a little bit of time to set up the whole Hi Sam Says persona because I don't mm. want it to be, didn't want it to be like uh, too personal. I wanted mm. my name just to be. Sam or hi Sam says, yeah, that's what it is. And uh, I think coming yeah. up, I think coming I, up I, with I, like usernames for this this stuff is quite difficult because um, well, for my like ambient noise album, I wanted to put it on Spotify. Yeah, so, but I didn't want to put it under Taylor Harbison because it's it's quite a niche genre. Not many people like it, but there is an audience for it on Spotify. So yeah. I, I had to like think of a yeah. weird like a, like a username, and I I was spent ages on it because I couldn't think of anything I liked. I went with a That's dinosaur cool. that I found called Gemini Raptor, but I like anyway, that. Is that an, oh, is yeah. that an actual dinosaur? Though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. cool. I'm gonna look, there's I'm like gonna, there's I'm a load of like that. weird weird little tiny raptors about this big that have cool name there's one called bambi raptor as well but that one was already taken oh uh, what did i see that i there was something i saw i think it was like um recently discovered like coral or some type of fish oh, yeah. that all recently discovered ones and anything that's been discovered within the past few years all has crazy names because clearly it's been named by crazy people <laughs> rather than the people all like the scientists names have been taken <laughs> yeah they've named it like um there was one that was called the thanos fish or something like that <laughs> and all this crazy stuff There's because no clearly people have got bored of doing scientific names it's hilarious that's a meme though isn't it if something's purple and has like a large surface area it's called a thanos insert yeah, name it, here yeah <laughs> that, that, i have just looked that up that is definitely that's definitely a raptor yeah yeah well, my... yeah just thinking of usernames is, for me is very i mean both of yours adam is talking well now that you're getting rid of it it's it wasn't apt, but yeah, and, it wasn't and, complicated high sam says is very apt for a blog i think yeah well the weird yeah. thing is hi sam says was actually the name of my personal twitter page which i never used mm, so yeah. then i thought i'll just convert this to my new one yeah and i just deleted a bunch of stuff off of it and changed the settings and then i ran yeah. with went with hi sam says yeah. and it's yeah it's fairly easy unfortunately i had to do i think i had to do hi sam says with an extra underscore at the end for the yeah, instagram page i think, so. I think Adam, because, you should take your next yeah. you, you, you should take your next username back to the like romantic period of usernames and have loads of x's and underscores <laughs> in it uh, oh dear. good grief no i've i've there's a couple be like of... an ironic callback and you'll be considered xxx i am talking xxx yeah that's oh, it that's the new that's the new username replaced with numbers <laughs> uh, yeah i've been yeah. um 
just been busy every now and then typing blogs, working on some other. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to call it top secret TPP stuff. No. I've been working yes. on and um, um, and yeah, watching programs and films. Really, that's about it. Mm. Which probably be, shouldn't be top secret because we're be supposed to segue I, I, to it. That yeah, was, that was I was I, setting I, up I for a segue there. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have top secret stuff going on. <laughs> Basically, we are we're getting a spin-off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, six, well, it's usually six seasons in a movie, but we decided we want to direct it now, and then we can release the film once our six. What would the movie be? Our, no, that's that was a joke. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, so we <laughs> are actually really excited to announce the first info on. Oh, I've got to remember the name. Crap. Uh... <laughs> Lawfully chaotic. Lawfully, lawfully chaotic. Yes, the TPP yeah. presents uh, which lawfully chaotic. TPP presents uh, lawfully chaotic. We are, we are because we're lazy and unimaginative. We're starting a D and D podcast. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, if anything, it's very imaginative, to be honest. Probably yeah, more than a quiz, a quiz series. It's true. I'm, I'm super excited for this. Yeah. I, I think calling yeah, it D and D might be quite generous well yeah it's so it's like it's themed, it has but to be modified exactly... because it's a podcast it can't be yeah. traditional. It's a tabletop rpg podcast yeah exactly. yeah with very More little visual references and and with custom stories isn't that amazing written yes. by our exactly. own samuel jones well the first one yeah i'll be dming so we've yeah. got we're going to give some more information about mm-hmm. the specifics, about the first season, as it were, Yeah. Um, in the next episode. But we thought it, this was the right time to just say, we're making this thing. It's yeah. called Lawfully Get Chaotic. Excited. And we need players. Get pumped. Um, so if you vaguely know any of us and are interested yeah. in potentially being a part of this, uh, Drop us an email at traumatizedpineapplepodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, and could we'll, they at us on Twitter, maybe? Or, or at any of us, us. Or at any of us on Twitter with. Or DM us sure, yeah. if we follow you. If we don't follow you, then after Contact us in whatever way you want. <laughs> yeah. We've Just all got contact ways to contact us. Send Text us a me. carrier My phone pigeon. Is 07. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? If, if I thought of that, I would have got up one of the um, Ofcom drama oh, yeah. numbers <laughs> and just set out an entire phone just number. Read out, just read out some random, one of those really cheap, nasty pizza company numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because well, Ofcom, who are the regulated people, they have a set of numbers that are blocked off and will never be given to a real person. And most of the time, if you see a phone number in like a TV show or a film yeah. made in the UK, it will be one of Ofcom's numbers. Yeah. It's the same thing with the uh, US as well. But it's like uh, five, five, five numbers. numbers yeah. I think it is in the US. But yeah. Apart from some, because of that, it... I quite like it when numbers in like games or TV programs or something that you see on screen, they actually set up an automated service that yes. plays some interesting <laughs> thing when you fun. call it. That's quite funny. Yeah, Tom, Tom Scott did that once. I was just about to say um, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was, it's was great. Yeah. I watched. I watched. Uh, what was one of his videos I found really interesting? The um, what is the best thing episode? quite enjoyed that one. Oh yes that was what is the best thing oh, yeah yeah was, it was, the best thing was sleep wasn't it i can't even remember i mean yeah how could you argue with that i think the best thing was sleep officially yeah you spend but it's funny i, I i've made i've made a connection there i think he might have used some of that code a second time yeah uh, oh, because uh, a few months later Tomscar brought out here a video on um ranking Asda. What's the funniest Asda movie? Yes, joke. he did. Yeah, it's probably and the, the website. Software, yeah. And yeah, and the, well, the website that Tom had put up for for that Asda thing worked exactly the same way as the one that Tom Scott had used. And bear in mind oh, that wow. Tom Scott is in that video. I'm just oh. wondering, like, 
Has Tom helped him out for them? That? I couldn't even. Oh, I didn't really make the connection that I'm actually be honest because I didn't yeah. for the videos. We should go on the website and find out what the funniest episode of Traumatized Pineapple. Podcast yeah, we should put it out there. Send it out to the people. <laughs> or the funniest joke on I the don't... TPP. Well, podcast. I don't know how to code something like that. Yeah, the problem is you do have to put all the inputs in, which means you have to. He had to go yeah. for and put every single ASDF movie joke in. Well, I, I, yeah, you, you have to. Put, yeah. I don't think you have to put every combination in, but every joke. Yeah, you have to insert all that. Yeah, and then it will do all the combinations itself. Which, to be honest, it's not that difficult. Really. No, I think the, the, the program itself would, isn't that difficult. Yeah, the back end it would be quite easy. I don't know how to make front end stuff. No, yeah, front end just like visual. Yeah, I, 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 I could, yeah. even I could maybe with six years hacked together the back end but right yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my a very 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 limited i'm planning to yeah. get back to game coding in march i think yeah unreal engines uh, made it super easy for that because it's literally just a drag and drop yeah if you go system. if you use unreal engine's blueprint mode it's a lot easier that's what i use yeah, i've been i've been using it for my photography course and it's oh been really pretty how excellent. yeah it, it, i like how you both just to make what like slideshows or something well, okay, so there's this uh, photographical process called photogrammetry where you go around an object and take pictures of all the angles of it and there's software that can, out of that, like, in every photograph, find similar reference points and then calculate a 3D object out of it. Kind of like, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and then I've been using a program called RenderDoc which can capture Google Maps' 3D data, which is also made using photogrammetry, but they use big satellites, um, so you can capture that data. And I made that day, that, like, map huge like it would be in real life and then i put a vr like model there so you can look around and then oh, that's quite cool those objects that i made using photogrammetry have just been like scattered about and that's kind of oh cool oh. so actually with a bit of work you could basically make a vr google maps treasure hunt pretty much yeah, literally yeah. the entire Except the entire world the only thing you could, is, you could, you, is that you the, the 3d the 3d data is so um complex in it in like the vertices and the edges and, and yeah. stuff like that so it might be the case where you like walk into an area and then it loads the next like section and then you walk into the next area and it'll load that section yeah that's uh, that level sense. uh level loading i think it's called yeah, yeah. Level, yeah. Something you like wouldn't that. be able to have the whole thing as a map yeah you you because it couldn't have everything yeah, yeah the file size would be huge there is this, yeah, there is can, like you... a, um, a type of game stream level stream that's sort of in the middle of both it, it makes it look like um, they're all connected, but then as you walk through, through mm. a certain point, it seamlessly loads the next one and unloads the one you've just come yeah. out of. That's I guess it's the video use. game equivalent of like hidden cuts in one shot things. Things much, like yeah. what was it? Uh, there's a Hitchcock film that did it as well. Yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Nineteen seventeen, I think, as well. Nineteen seventeen. Sorry. And yeah. Like in another a game example would be um in uh, I'm not sure about the new Fallout game, but in Fallout Four, you walk into like buildings and go through a door, and it shows you a loading screen, but it sort of looks like you. It makes it look like you just walk through the door into a new area in a way. Yeah. But there is a loading screen, yeah. so it's kind of obvious. Yeah. It, but... it, it's height. It, it's very. It's impressive when they do. It. You know, it's, it's always always looks really impressive when you do it in film. There's that's. Have you guys seen Kingsman? Yeah, the first one. one. Yeah, yeah. The scene in the church. Oh the yeah, fight scene mean, there. Yeah. But no, that's how they do all that. You know, something will cover up the camera, and then it's that's when it cuts, up yeah. hidden wipes and cuts, and it's it's always really impressive to see. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think it's, it's 
similar thing with video games. But yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's fascinating to see the like shortcuts that they came with, especially in like the early nineties and eighties yeah. and those kinds of video games. Because obviously the the file size that you'd have on the disc at the time would be like over like over just about over a hundred megabytes. So you got to mm. fit an entire game with like multiple hours worth of content on this tiny little disc. So yeah. the, the way they the way they managed it is just so creative and, and interesting. Yeah, I was I wanted yeah, to make yeah. a, I thought it would be cool to make I, I mean I wouldn't be able to do it, but an algorithm that basically scans the internet and through the use of some human intervention, probably like 200 odd volunteers, it basically creates characters by t- finding characters that are fictional on the internet and it uses what it can find to create characters and just find it, it just pulls in uh, a full body image, their name, um, where they're from, and possibly a couple abilities if they have like if they have superpowers or whatever. And, there is a and website then... called um, "This Person Does Not Exist," and it's kind yeah. of similar. It, yeah, it you goes do. Off That's a database zero, of just random faces, and then it will generate one based off that. And it's sort of realistic. You do get some like body horror stuff. Yeah, I was thinking sometimes like, it works, um, sometimes that, it doesn't. That genie thing that tried to guess the character you're thinking of. Oh, Akinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Akinator. It's essentially it would be like that, except um, it it would scan the entire internet and also some human human intervention, and it would create characters off of every single hmm. known TV series or film or game. Obviously not books because they don't have an image, but yeah. TV series, films, and games but um only fictional but yeah. not necessarily people with like abilities but it could just be some random it could be like ross from friends and then it puts all those characters into one game and then you go into the game and you can play as literally any fictional character in existence <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that is one of the blog posts i'll be making will be the finer details of that but that's in the long time so i felt it'd be fine for me to mention now people will forget forget by then yeah, that's, blog fun. Won't be coming out that's a fun while. idea i think yeah, you have to read the blog to... in a couple months when it comes out paid yeah. to put together but it would be fun but yeah yeah absolutely because the I, blogs I are going a... out every sunday it's it's gonna be it's gonna be easy for me to get a big backlog but the reason I picked every Sunday is because when I go back to work, I might not have as much time to actually write them. Mm. It, like right now, I, I, just... I could easily do two, three a week, but not so much when I go yeah. back to work. Yeah, I, I need I need something to do. I I've kind of I broke my main project. Oh. Um, because I've been talking about the lot a few episodes recently about the book I've been writing. I think so, yeah. And how I needed to plan it all out. And I've re- I think what the problem is. Is because I've I've plotted all the all the plot out, and I think that now I've done that, I know what's happening, and I'm not as interested in the story because <laughs> I know how it ends. Yeah. So I'm really struggling to write it right now. I'm. That's interesting. Just... I've never thought of that as a an effect. It's sort of like I... getting a film spoiled for you, except the the film hasn't been written yet. Yeah. And writing it. <laughs> and I think the problem is largely it's I think probably like many many things with me. I think it ends up being an ADHD thing where. Yeah. It's not. It just isn't as interesting, and that makes it very difficult to do. Yeah, I have. You know, uh, I, I find it very tough to force myself to work on it. Yeah, and then that's mixed by the fact that, like, I'm especially when I'm in that point and I'm not doing great anyway, and I'm just mm. writing everything. I'm just thinking it's all terrible. I have a similar, a sort of similar issue, is that I come up with this story and I get really excited and everything, I'm like, right, I'm going to start writing that, and I write the first chapter and I've got all these really great descriptions and stuff, and then I take a break, and then I start thinking about a completely different story, start 
thinking about all the details in that one. I get really excited for that one, but then I have just don't want to write the one that I've already started. That's why I've got like three stories on the go at the moment that have all not got past chapter two. <laughs> Well, I think I it might yeah. be beneficial. It's like one of those things where you might need to take like a week off that particular story and just not think about it at all. Oh, I haven't done any writing in ages. Does the fresh eyes thing not work? Okay, that's fair. No, I, I think I need like to leave it for longer. I've gone back to working on a different book in hopes that maybe now I've got enough distance from that one that it might be interesting for it again, yeah. and I'll I'll finish something eventually. The, the, that's the, not the... the issue with me. Like interest isn't the issue. I'm very interested in the story. It just takes so long to to write it that's the probably the issue with me i don't want to obviously i don't want to rush it like the stories i used to write were so so short and so rushed just mm. going through all the action and stuff really quick but now i want to, i do want to take my time but the actually getting to get the story get the pence pen and get sit down and actually start writing it just feels yeah. like it takes forever i think again like i said it's not the, the problem is because i was i was interested in the story yeah but and I know what the story is now because I've planned it all out. I always plan them all out. I know I what the writing. progression is, and I yeah. I think that's why I don't plan things out. Ultimately, yeah. I think I think I think that's why that I mean, works. Maybe that's for what's me. happening with me in disguise. Honestly, maybe I don't know. Well, I think um, what, what people will do is they'll plan things out, but in very minute detail. They'll just see like this person goes here, but they won't yeah. write about what the here is. So and and what the joy is is the yeah I do that with my planning sometimes getting, yeah well getting to write the world building around the main plot stuff so yeah you, i usually can, i usually yeah. do a very oh, like skeleton I... thing i say this I, I come up with the main characters names and some other characters names and then i say this person does this then this person does this then this happens yeah, then this like happens then this happens the end turning it into a book afterwards yeah yeah that's essentially what i do is i, I write a skeleton of what is the yeah. main plot is and then i beef it up i'm not i don't normally do side plots too often i'm kind of trying to force myself to do a couple a, a side plot in each story because normally you need a little bit, yeah because yeah, at the moment you need just enough that you're not distracting your reader yeah. or your audience from the main story but like yeah. the I, in my opinion the best structure you get for stories are ones where you've got quite a central plot with quite a central mm. solid theme yeah and then side plots which don't which explore the theme quite closely but don't necessarily branch out into massive other plots that's what i'm trying so to do because at the moment a, yeah. some of my stories literally like just that, have the one main plot and that's it this person's doing this going through this doing this doing this that's it at the end but then I'm trying yeah. to come up with right. This person, also, this side character or whatever, can also be doing something similar or related. Like there's a, a magic story I'm planning and writing at some point, and the two main characters have to basically save the world from some evil magician. Typical thing. And the but the thing is, right. I came up with that, and I've got that whole thing completely planned out ready to go um obviously i'm not gonna start writing yet because then i'd have four stories on the go but <laughs> i've got that basically whole thing planned out or should i then... try and count how many i've got on the go but then i was like okay i need a set a separate i think i need something to sort of buff it out a side plot so then i was like okay do the classic thing of there's some secret government organization trying to catch the magical guy because he's using magic or something like that and i was like right i'll, I'll do something with that just so not every yeah. single chapter follows on so you get a few bits of side story here and there mm. the idea but I haven't got that much in some of the other stories I'm writing. Some of the other stories, it's literally like beginning, middle, end, job done. There's no other yeah. bits, which is okay. A lot of other, a lot, another technique is parallel storylines. So like yeah. 
flitting between storylines chapter per chapter. That's what I do and then sometimes. Somewhere at yeah. the end, they kind of diverge. Like yeah. what I'm I mean, sometimes I'm... trying to do is I try and throw a chapter in of um, of whoever the antagonist is, some little chapter of them in their yeah. in their like wherever they're living, plotting against the main characters rather than they just turn up at the end. You actually get yeah, to exactly. see them in a chapter and see what's going on with them before they arrive. That's a good yeah, technique. I quite like I. I... I, I, it's not something I'm doing right now just because I haven't got I haven't got an idea but I'd, I'd really love to write something like I was telling you uh, whatever it was a few episodes back about uh, Durarara yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and how that how that works where it's lots of very disconnected stories that end up winding oh, together yeah, yeah, and I'd yeah. love to write something like that I just don't have a concept for something like mm. that I've got something right, like that but it's more right of a connected now, universe that I'm working on eventually I, I think right now well, I am actively working on is like some of the fan fiction I've been I was talking about. Mm. The only thing I'm really excited about writing at the moment is is a oh. Ruby fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I came I've up got with a... an interesting fan fiction for Star Wars and I've got a what's some of the other ones? I was thinking I've been watching Avatar recently. I'm only on season 2 because I've been watching other stuff as well, but I thought an Avatar live action series, sort of the main story, the same story, but make it like more adult and like more gore and stuff. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. A lot more gore, special oh. effects, live action stuff. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. They'll, they'll be up for that. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be really good. You you didn't you don't have Riverdale, to do Avatar. the same story, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to do the same story, I guess, just the same world and the same universe. I mean, I I think yeah. it'd be cool to try and bring it to a modern world. I mean, it wouldn't work, but or it may make the the same world, but just thousands yeah. of years later when everything's technology's advanced mm. and maybe um like bending the elements has gone basically extinct and then all of a sudden some avatar turns yeah, up uh, someone, that's, someone, that's actually a cool premise. i thought that'd be cool yeah like it's like that. modern world mm. no one's heard of air bending or any type of bending at all and then all of a sudden someone is born the avatar's born but they don't know it and then some ancient person's like oh this is a this is a thing by the way bending the elements and they're like yeah. that's a bit crazy and then yeah it goes from there, sort of and the it would be Spider-Man, but except Airbender. Yeah, it would be like on... um, it would be a lot more adult, a lot more gore and graphics and yeah. stuff. Kind of like when they redid um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. When they redid that, it went from a comedy to like this <laughs> yeah. gory sort of teenage to There's adult thing. The Winx Club as well, I'm pretty sure, which is like I have a, a... that, co oh, that I comes out that. in a, I think tomorrow or today. I have <laughs> I've I see I've read a couple of early reviews. They're not good. <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> I've been watching Sabrina. They are, in fact, they, in fact, sounds like it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. I've been watching um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and post, it's, it's not Avatar. Really the, it doesn't hugely interest me, but yeah, I, I it seems like that one is at least reasonably good. The 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 magic system, if you can call it that, in Avatar is is pretty oh, solid. Oh, it's Sorry? But it's good. It's, it's very soft, isn't well, it? That's the thing. The thing is, they have their rules, it's like waterbenders can bend water and they're powered by... Yeah. The the moon and whatnot, and then fire people are powered by the sun. It, and they it's can... all quite you know vague, sort of mystical stuff like that, which is worse. There is... It's what it needs to be. Yeah, the, the rules need to be a bit it. stricter. Like clearly, if people can water bend, they can. Uh, I think I read somewhere that water benders can like literally pull all the blood out of your body or something if they yeah, want I... to. Yeah, so, like, you yeah, can do what And yet that never and happens. Like, get all the iron out of your blood. <laughs> and um, <laughs> apparently, earth benders can bend metal. Well, yet one of the first episodes of the first season, they were put in a metal prison because they couldn't bend metal. I think, I think for, I, what I've picked hole. up from people talking about it on the internet, I think I think it's not a case of both with the blood bending and the metal bending. I think it's like a, a subspecialty 
bestiality. I think not. I don't think it's something uh, they. Maybe I think I it's something that, it that, that particularly talented. Yeah, people can use. Is that what is, I that gather. Is, that is a theory. The stronger you are, the more stuff you're able to yeah. like bend and stuff. And um, like water benders can easily turn water into ice. But then yeah, I, I, maybe, I, I like think they can turn it into steam. I suppose. Maybe for like water bending, this is obviously I'm just making it up because I don't think I I haven't really yeah seen it. I watched the first like, episode and I forgot to finish it. The bigger the amount of water, the easier it is because it seems like getting the water out of someone's blood, you have to focus on like molecules. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. That. But moving an entire ocean, you can see the entire ocean. Yeah, so I think with um water bending, it's like medium size, medium much, amounts of water I mean. are more easy, and smaller amounts are more difficult. Maybe, but I think it has to get really small because the main one of the main characters is a decently good waterbender and she can bend water from a water bottle but then when she needs to bend like an entire the entire ocean she needs help so yeah that's okay a bit... maybe i, yeah, maybe I, I think it's like <laughs> i think i think what you're saying about seeing it is correct like in if you could see the water it's easier to do yeah but if you can't if you but if you can't or if it's and also i think the same thing goes for uh if it's if there's if it's a huge pool of water it needs more help yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. So I think I think it would be cool to see a live action adult series of that. There was a live action film, but Yeah, but that was Yeah, that but was, we don't, we, again, we don't talk about it. Talk about it, do we? <laughs> so I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the entirety of Avatar the Last Airbender series. Then I'm going to watch the film. Then I'm going to watch this new one that's come out that's meant uh that's one of the a new a new Avatar series that's on Netflix. Can't remember what it's called, but that's uh, some female avatar like years after that's the first the horror, series. Yeah, I've watched one. the I'll first be watching that next. season of that. Did you talk about that one? Half is it, about half a season of that is technically anime. Oh, <laughs> about half of the second season of The Legend of Korra was animated by Studio Piero, who keep an eye out for that. Did then. a lot of the big shonen stuff. It's the people that made the anime that made that animated most of the second season. Have any of you watched any of the Netflix um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No. Oh, you should, I quite. I I watched I like the first. I watched half of the first season ages ago, but then I kind of stopped because I wasn't too into it. But then I thought I picked it up and I was like, I'm gonna finish this. So then I now yeah. I'm on season two and I'm finding it interesting. Again, the magic system is soft. It's like Harry Potter. Like there's a spell when you need it, but there also isn't a spell when you need it. And there's not we're a talking spell about everything, but there is. If we want to go really like for once, actually talking about something that's that people are talking about i did actually because i kept seeing people talking about it and i sat down and i did watch the queen's gambit oh, oh yeah, yeah i watched that my mum and i watched that fantastic okay. pretty interesting really really enjoyed it because it's based on a book and the book is based mm. partially on true things yeah, yeah it was, so it's, it's, it's very quite yeah. diluted truths but there are still some truths in it yeah yeah it was yeah, interesting yeah, I, I think yeah. a lot of people a lot of women have been saying that um beth Harmon has had it easy in terms of being a woman in the chess world like there's a lot of discrimination and, mm. and stuff like that in chess right. tournaments and stuff I, but, yeah. I think like it's I think fundamentally it's kind of almost a bit like a sports movie so you want okay. it to be kind of upbeat and yeah it's, I know what you mean yeah that but i think if you i think if they was were to have gone in any harder on this on that sort of the, sort of the real life discrimination that it would have been trickier to keep that tone and as this sort of prodigy story i think could have got slightly muddled yeah it's always just the balance you've got to make with something like that where you don't want to make it feel disingenuous um ignoring the actual issues but at the same time you don't want 
to go too far the other way and right. just make it miserable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they uh, did, they did have a good balance of like, girl. yeah, they had a good balance of comedy and drama. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. it's fun. It and it's very much a character drama, so it doesn't it doesn't really go into much of the surrounding culture. No, at all. no. Um, it's definitely it not about happen. chess, it's about Beth Harmon, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And that's an interesting story. Yeah, because yeah, I, right. I watched it with my mum, and my mum knows nothing about chess and doesn't it really doesn't like to play it, but she liked the series anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I since March last year, chess has been like something like a lockdown a pastime of mine. Um, well, I, I think this is a, a fact I learned from a... There's a video essay about Queen's Gambit, and one of the big... I think it might have been Mattel, but one of the, one of the big toy companies said that after the Queen Ga- Queen's Gambit release, their sales of chess sets went yeah. up yeah. something ridiculous, like a thousand percent. I thought that was going to happen as well. I, as soon as I saw it, my and I started watching it, I said, I bet, I bet chess has suddenly become a new trending thing now this is out. Very much has. I've certainly been wanting to play it more. I've got, I've got an absolutely lovely chess set I got for my birthday oh, nice. years, years ago. Yeah. And it's a really proper nice wooden one. And like, I've, nice, I've just they have a nice weight to them as well because that's always reasonably yeah they're they're not super heavy they're still kind quite small yeah it's like a travel one but it's a nice travel one mm. I'm, I desperately I'm, I've just been using chess.com <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah I um... all this nice little, like oh that looks so satisfying it's it's out like, and I mean people won't be able to see this but yeah no I know I, I know it's a chess it's chess. <laughs> people know what a chess set it's a posh like. looking chess set. Insert the visual jokes, Claxon. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. Yeah. We need it. We've got yeah. Dope, isn't it? But yeah, I, I, am, I think... Um... I've never been interested in chess that much because of how much, like, practicing and how much researching and stuff and reading you have to do to Not be good much. at it. All you have to do is just play. I've never done that much. I mostly... I think me and my brother used to play a lot because our nana used to have a chess set when yeah. we used to go to yeah. play with her, so it was a way to pass the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too like. good. I'm only good at looking, like, a couple steps ahead. I'm not good at doing the whole, yeah, look, the whole no, game ahead thing. And I'm, so, yeah, I would never play it, like, properly. Maybe for fun, but then, yeah, but not... Yeah not properly at all but the more you play it the more like the better moves that you see yeah yeah and yeah. the, and the more get, the meta that you understand of yeah how to play rather I than yeah i don't even think i think there are probably some rules that i don't even know as well Cause it's interesting, yeah. cause, and i think you just get even i reckon after what you know watching a show like the queen's gambit there's certain things you'll think more of like i found this i found this i watched a utterly fantastic anime called jihaifaru about yeah. this about a sport in japan called karuta uh, which is the best way i can explain it is it's a bit like a quite traditional focused slight and slightly intense version of snap oh. <laughs> um That's there's great. cards and there's cards with the second half of this like set of a hundred poems on mm. and one of the, someone reads the first half and you've got to get to the other half first oh, what's that about it fantastic i watch and it's been and it's a, you know it's a, it's a proper sort of sport and i watched a, a game of it just on youtube one of the big important yearly games and it was fascinating how after having watched three seasons of this anime <laughs> and despite the fact that i obviously couldn't understand any of the poems or anything <laughs> but i completely knew what was going on <laughs> No step did I just because because when you get get a good show about you know sport type thing a good one will make you aware of how it works and how yeah. the strategy works. You definitely won't be yeah. good after watching like good at chess no. after watching the Queen's Gambit. There are there is you might understand. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Be, definitely understand a bit more if about you, how yeah, chess exactly. works. If you want to get um, like to a point where you're winning more often than you're losing, you do have to put in like a little bit <laughs> yeah, of research. Exactly, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I, it's more from an interesting from a spectator point of view, especially with, with this character stuff, but there's this game in a, in a language that I do not have a particularly great understanding yeah. of. I understand quite a few individual words, but I cannot string anything together into a yeah. sentence. And how I was able to watch it, enjoy it, and at every point know what was happening. Yeah. Have you seen that game? Uh, I think it's called like, it was Spotted or something. It was almost as, not quite, because you don't have the character in interaction and stuff. Yeah. But actually, I enjoyed it in a similar way to how I enjoy watching the games in the show. Yeah. Even if they don't, even if it doesn't quite have the uh, level of symbolism and direction. Mm. Uh, but it's just, it's just, it's just two people just whacking the floor. Have you seen another game? I think it's called like Spot It or something. And it's mainly aimed at like older kids, I think. And then there's like a young kids version. Can you guess who? No. Yeah. But you have like these circular cards and they have little pictures on them, right? Oh, double. Double. That's the one. Yes, we have double. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I've, yeah, I've Where every that. every card matches, has something on mm. it that matches with yeah, another I've card. Yeah, I've played that in ages. It's, it's really good fun. It's like a cross between Snap and Pairs, I guess. Yeah, it's. I used to play pairs effect. all the time with a pack of cards. That was quite fun playing pairs with a it's deck good. of cards. I, I enjoy. I, I enjoy double. Yeah, the, the, what have I? It's, no. with, um, with a game like pairs, there's a certain degree of luck to it as well. For the first, yeah. for the first half or three quarters, and then after that, it's down to how good your memory is of where all the cards are. Mm. Unless you're playing with someone who's a sore loser and halfway through muddles all the cards up. <laughs> yeah, they do. The people do that sometimes. You're playing pairs with a deck of cards, and you know where everything is. And then they uh, they get upset, and then they muddle the leftover cards up just so it goes back to an equal ground. A bit rude. Mm -hmm. There's always a bit in pairs where you get to like the last four or five pairs, and if your memory is good enough, you can get yeah, every single one of them and win. Away. Yeah. <laughs> I think pairs is like a bit like tic tac toe. If the two people are or noughts and crosses, if the two people are good enough, they're always going to draw or get always, very yeah, close. Yeah. I think that's the same with pairs, to be honest. Unless you get super lucky, start. Yeah. I think in terms of board games, I've been just playing Settlers of Catan on uh, Tabletop Simulator. I've been playing Speed Monopoly a bit, really we, which is interesting. Speed my mum got that because yeah. my mum hates Monopoly because of how long it takes. So someone got her for Christmas I mean, this thing called yeah. Speed Monopoly, and it literally takes ten minutes to play the entire game. What? That's, that's insane. It, it works. It is. They change like is a bunch what, of so rules. If, and it's if like, you land on, a, I think I might have heard of it actually, isn't it? If you land on a property, you get it straight away. Yeah, basically, ev basically everyone gets their own dice and they all play at the same time. It's really weird. So you just roll, you oh, move, and nice. then if you land yeah, on a space horrible. you want, you throw one. And the only type of money you have is one thousand. There's no other pieces of money. You throw one thousand right. into the middle and you buy the property. And there's two go spaces. Once you pass go, you get um one thousand. And instead of going to prison and having to get out, there is you just go to prison you're immediately out so it just sends you to the other end of the board that's all it does right and um you also get uh what happens is you get i think it's you get a moving round where you move around the board and buy and then you get a um selling round where you can swap pieces with each other and use these special like community chests which are basically action cards and um you also get chance cards that let you do certain things as well and you have um these cards that uh oh yeah the, no the community chess cards basically tell you um 
if you get a certain certain streets you get bonuses when you add up all your points at the end that's what they do so if you collect all the reds you can take a bonus 2000 if you collect one red one green one blue you get a bonus 1000 stuff does like it that and the same way you have you you end with all the properties at the at the oh, end no, no, no. does it end i mean like everyone gets bankrupt that's how you win isn't it no at the <laughs> end it, there's only there's the time you have this timer that goes that's set for 10 minutes and you press it and it starts and then it tells you um when the first round of moving ends and then it starts timing the first round of selling and then there are four rounds of moving four rounds of selling and then the timer goes um timer tells you the time's up and you stop moving count all your money up whoever has the most wins literally takes 10 minutes to play and that's I it i like that that's quite cool i yeah. can imagine it being quite stressful as well though it is very stressful because everyone's hands are all over the board at the same time you're trying to roll your roll your dice and then trying to throw money in the middle to take a card and then someone lands on a space same space as you and grabs the card before you do i love it yeah it's crazy and then you have to another spin-off we could do is maybe have a like a board game night i may i mean i did make once covid's over we can have a set up with a top-down cam but in the meantime there is that steam game tabletop simulator yeah i made a board game actually i've got my own board game that i've made uh called uh little architects um and yeah i'm just got to do the final additions to it to make the final version once i've tested it once more with four players but yeah it's quite interesting Mm. combines like uses jenga towers Oh, wow. Yeah. We've played mercifully few board games over Christmas. Yeah. Oh. Um, we played Jaws, board game Jaws. That was interesting. I think we played, cool. we played Trivial Pursuit a couple of times. Oh, yeah, classic. It's family Trivial Pursuit. It just got two I'm sets so of questions. Uh-huh. Um, the one we actually play quite the mo- we're playing the most is we have a, not exactly a board game version, but kind of a tabletop game version of Blockbuster, oh, like okay. the old TV show Blockbuster. Yeah. Well, current TV show as well, I think. Where, where where you've just got the board on a bit of card and it's mag it's magnet so you just write the letters on and that's how it works and you just play Blockbuster oh, and there's like a book of yeah. questions we play that quite a lot. Can you make your? Oh, sorry, you already have. Sorry to interrupt you guys. Sorry, you already have. Um, I have tabletop, tabletop simulator. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep an eye on deals for it because I have yeah. just bought a laptop you, and I'm being careful with money you, now. Yeah, that's totally. That's well, there you totally, go. Another you idea for a spin-off series. Oh, email you. But yeah, literally any board game in existence will be it's on pretty there. Pretty much on there. Yeah. Got, it works on the community workshop, so people. I think oh, we right. could. I think yeah, we could yeah, use, if we it. if we wanted to do another spin-off series, we could do that. Obviously, it would need. It wouldn't be a podcast. No, but yeah, oh, yeah, it, well, it, it would be screen recorded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something. It's something to keep in the. It's something to keep in the sort of the backlog if we ever need something. Yeah. But until then, don't forget tune in uh, soon to see our new yeah. new spin-off, uh, lawfully chaotic D and D series. Maybe who knows? Maybe by the time it comes out, we'll all be able to remember what it's called. Yes, <laughs> hey, I remember. Maybe I remember the name yesterday the as of recording this. Lawfully chaotic. <laughs> A D&D we, 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 series. Yeah, we, we only came up with the name as of yesterday, yeah. as of recording this, so I just yeah. did. I've done loads of graphics and stuff. I don't think we... I think we've got enough stuff, <laughs> yeah, to be I honest. Think so, yeah. <laughs> I think we need, we've need. we got the amount of words, the maximum amount of words we can have. <laughs> and uh, final plug to go check out my blog, hisamsays.wordpress.com as well, mm-hmm. for a bit of advertising. I don't, I'm not worried about it being popular or anything i'm so i'm just i'm doing a minimal yeah. advertising and then i'm just going to probably stop advertising it's literally just a stream of consciousness yeah. it feels like we're wrapping up <laughs> we are yeah <laughs> i've been i've been hinting so yeah that's that's us for today come back next time we'll have more information about about uh lawfully chaotic and mm. more inane rambling about nonsense as um, per usual 
until then mm-hmm. also i think we didn't say happy new year we haven't recorded oh, yeah, in new year yet. yeah but we have had a video go out in new year that's yeah. why i didn't say it well because this is the first is, video yeah, 2021 no, i've been adam you can find me you can find me on tumblr at adam is talking i am sam and you can find me at hi sam says.wordpress.com and i'm inky doodle four and you you have to squint a little bit i'm right at the back on season nine of dexter you'll see me don't worry <laughs> This has been the Traumatized Pineapple Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. I forgot I need to actually end the recording, don't I? Yeah, you've actually got it clear.